Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Thank you, Anthony. He's back with you uh, tomorrow. Actually, every time I come in the studio, because because uh, Carl was in this morning, I think it was Carl, yeah, and um, he's, he's, he's obviously into rugby. I think he's into rugby because he was wearing a rugby shirt. But there again, I've got a pair of Speedos. It doesn't mean I'm into swimming or synchronised anything. So, and, and it, he, he obviously looks as though he goes to a gym. And I'm thinking to myself, perhaps I should. Because somebody said to me yesterday, I was, I was quite pleased, they, they said, you've lost weight. And I said, well, actually, I've been ill. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, well, it obviously works, because if, if you become ill, you then sort of lose weight. Not intentionally, but, I mean, but quite good. And so the voice is, is getting a lot better. We did uh, interview Ralph Little yesterday for In Conversation, which will run this Sunday. And uh, we did have a coughing fit halfway through, but you won't hear it, because due to the magic of razor blades and sort of touching screens, we just take it away. And it just, But I did have a fit. He was talking. And I could feel this tickle. But, oh, it's Paul Savory's here because it's Thursday. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> I had this tickle. And you know what it's like? If it's building up, it's, you're thinking, any minute I'm going to cough. Any minute I'm going to cough. And I'm sort of trying to swallow and do everything that will sort of stop it, stop me coughing. And he got to the end of his sentence and I went... <coughs> he said, I could see you were waiting for that. I said, why'd you drag it out then? <laughs> I could see I was dying. He was really nice, actually. Very nice. So you'll hear the result of that this week. And uh, and the other thing we're going to do this week, and it'll happen for... Th- Are you here next Thursday? I am. Ah, well, it'll be good, because we're going to do a week uh, of the Steve Allen Show in photographs. Because oh. we've, we've, we've worked out that if ever we put photographs of the programme on the internet... A lot of people want to see what we look like first thing in the morning, and as I'm particularly attractive at the moment and slim, best get me while I'm here. So I warn you now that next Thursday we're going to be taking photographs throughout the programme, and then the following week we'll have had a whole week's worth of photographs, all for the Steve Allen Show. This will be Monday, and all the guests will be on there. So it's, <laughs> it's going to start Sunday. Oh, dear. It's going to start Sunday, so you've, so you've now got till Thursday to buy your outfit. For a facelift. and For a uh, facelift, uh, the Botox. <laughs> Be quite good, actually. We think it's, it's a good... Because we, we, we did it before, where we did 24 hours in the life of LBC, and that worked yes. very well. Unfortunately, I had a dreadful picture of me. I look, I look quite washed out. I might be bringing in makeup this time round, so I'm not risking it. <laughs> I'm not a makeup ri- artist. Yes, and I, I didn't. I did tell you. Did I tell you? I can't remember. They're auctioning the Danny Larue costumes. Yes, I did know. Right, and that's going to be at Brick Lane Music Hall, which is coming up next Friday. Ninety, they've got. We've got to go. We must. We've got we to must. go. I can see you in one. Yes. Well, I, to be honest with you, he wasn't very tall. No, I know. And also, I, I, somebody said to me. In fact, uh, it was um, Alan Dodge, and he said, how much will they go for? I said, do you know, I don't I know. have no idea. It's either going to be one of these things where they've got a reserve on and they don't hit their reserve, because somebody's going to say, listen, it might be a £4,000 Danny LaRue outfit, but second-hand, would somebody pay that for it? Well, it all depends what kind of nick it's in, I suppose. But he didn't well, overwear his outfit. No, 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 so, you're right. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what these things would go for. It all depends if you're an old drag queen, You've got to be the right size. Five foot six. Yeah. Double D. Whatever, you know. <laughs> yes, of course, if they don't fit, you're a bit a bit buggered, as they say, on that one. <laughs> but but they, they do have lots of feathers and acres mm. of lame. And mm. I can't remember what lame is. What's lame? La- lame is that kind of uh, shiny material. So you get gold lame. Oh, of you know, course, it's one yes. Of the, it's almost like got tinsel in it. Ah. We might get some of that. <laughs> I'm trying to think, actually. Wait a minute. Stage <coughs> show outfit with <coughs> trousers made at the same time. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. Not we a problem, can... but you need them lined. Absolutely. You don't want lame legs. Just get, not at my age, anyway. And, strangely enough, the V&A have bought four costumes in advance. 
and two are going to be going into an exhibition of pantomime costumes. So they've obviously got some of his panto costumes. Well, thank goodness they have. Yeah. Very, very pleased. But uh, I've, I've already warned the bank. I've said I'm going to go down, I said, and I might walk away with an outfit. Depending on what they go for, that's the trouble. If somebody mm. says, are they going to go for £300, well, then you're going to buy a couple of them. Are they selling anything else or just the outfits? No, it's the, what, what, what comes with each outfit will be... Uh, they say they've got his pantomime costumes, costumes worn in Hello, Dolly all sold with mounted and framed original design drawing, gowns worn for music hall and cabaret performances, including rich sequin beading, acres of lame and yards of cascading feathers, as well as the famous headdresses of uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor, Dolly Partner, Carmen Miranda, to name but a few. So I quite like this, yeah, because if you remember, his, uh, his uh, music hall stuff was a gown, but then over the top of the gown was almost like a sort of um, a long coat, but it would be all sequins. Yes. Quite I can fancy see that. that. I really can. We quite fancy really that can. idea, yes. I might have to lose a little bit more weight. <laughs> <laughs> but, nevertheless... Well, he was uh, a little podgy at some he did. He did go through, career. exactly. Yes. Well, what are you <clears> saying? <throat> Just realised. What are you saying? <laughs> he was a little podgy. I, I, Excuse I meant, me. I meant they're likely to have all sizes. Yes. <laughs> now, didn't Liberace say that in his DVD? He said, I have all my costumes made in three sizes. I have small, medium, large, and then these, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, everything was, was, was triplicate, so that if he had a fat day, and let's face it, ladies listening and men, you do have fat days and you do have thin days, don't you? You have a, you have a day where you think, I mean, I, I this morning put on this, this pair of jeans and suddenly thought, blimey, you can get your hand down them. Don't so, look at me. No, so, <laughs> 15 minutes later, I'm still there going, I don't know, do I change the jeans or what? I don't know, no, I'll keep the jeans on. <laughs> but I put an extra notch in the belt. Well, I've managed since Christmas to go down one size in trousers and three sizes in jackets. Rather Blimey. surprised me. Through doing, through, through not doing what? <laughs> through not eating, basically. No, but you see, but not There's, eating doesn't help. Well, no, you have to do sensible things. Porridge in the morning. Yes, I'm doing porridge me. every yes. morning. Yep. Porridge in the mornings. There's a new one from, um, I think it's Coffin... No, it's not Coffin Garden. It's um, Dorset Cereals right. that has um, cranberry and raspberry in it. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah. Really good. I tried cranberries the other Half day. Half price at Tesco at the moment. Oh, there you. I'm um, not a fan of cranberries, you know. I did, I did have some fresh <laughs> cranberries. <laughs> I didn't like them. Fruit for lunch. Yeah. And then dinner, but very low or no carbs. Right. So no rice, no potatoes. Bloody boring, ladies and gentlemen. You can't no, it's very nice. And it's very nice. Oh, and, I, and I've really grown to enjoy the fruit. Yes. That's Comes as no surprise to me, that, because I also am a lover of the fruit. But I, I try not to have too much. I do have the porridge in the morning, and I do tend to find that it stops you going out, and it stops you going, oh, I'll finish the programme, go and have a bacon roll. Stops you going out. Stops you going out. I'm frightened to move. <laughs> <laughs> bit like a laxative. <laughs> well, it doesn't have that effect on me, but it does fill me up. It does fill it. Well, that's what yeah. you're supposed to do in the morning. You're supposed to fill yourself up. Some people go for cooked right. breakfast. That's right. I go and for porridge. needless to say, everybody <coughs> in the office has come in with chocolates and cakes and biscuits. Yeah. And think, come on, Paul, you can have one. When I think we used to sit off. here, come on, in the morning, not necessarily here, but in other buildings as well, and we would have the Marks and Spencer's marshmallow cakes. We did. It was like a buffet. It was like mornings. a buffet. We would open it up and you'd say, right, I've got sausages, and we've got some fruit, and we've got this and that. And you'd think, blimey. Now we don't have any of that, do we? No. Nothing at all in the studio. Not, not, uh, not a peanut, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Credit crunch. 
credit crunch time, exactly. The fact is, we're too mean. Far too mean. And I was r- reminded the other day when the news came through of Michael Foote, yes. who has died at 96, that I interviewed him years ago at LBC. When we were in Gough Square, mm. they said, because in those days you did lots and lots of, of interviews, and, uh, and they said, oh, uh, Michael Foote's got a book coming out, would you like to talk to him? So he came in and I, I did an interview with Michael Foote, which ran overnight. It was half an hour on his book. The life of me, I cannot remember what the book is, or was, but um, very interesting. Very interesting. 96, had a very good innings. The man who, uh, born 1913, credited with bringing back Tony Blair. Yes. And in fact, if you look at some of the early campaigning, you'll see Tony Blair with Michael Foote. So lots of reports in the paper today about, uh, about his political career. He always looked dishevelled to me. Yes. You know, of always had that, that raincoat... Yeah. Turned up, and I used to think, oh, well, there he is. Oh, there's another piece of the Express, actually. Well, oh, thank you very much. Out. I thought it was a bit thin. Yes. Michael Foote's book was called A Life. A Life. There you go. Somewhere in the LBC archives, that that interview will uh, will be there. Various stories of the papers today, which we shall run through just for, just for the whale. Just so he knows what he's going to talk about on Sky News this morning. Because otherwise he has no idea when he gets there. It's, it's all ideas that he's pinched from this programme. Uh, they are say, oh, they've, they found a new picture of Ronnie Cray... A new picture. A new picture of Ronnie Cray. Don't ask me why a new picture of Ronnie Cray, but it's it's something to do with a box that they found, and uh, and all of the um, the things which he put himself down as the sort of jobs that he claimed he was, uh, as opposed to uh, a nasty little midget. Do you know he was only five foot seven, Ronnie Cray. Is he? Five foot seven. Was well, he? dead now, was of course. He? Yes, yes. five foot seven. A lot less now. Yes, just a, a nasty little bully. They always used to say, "Of course, you know, the East End was a bit different in those days, wasn't it? You were safe with the craze around, yeah, because nobody had anything. Nobody started with anything. Now we've all got. Te- nobody had televisions in those days. You know, in the nineteen forties and fifties, if you had a television, people crowded round and peered in the window. My mother told me. I remember very well having our first colour television. Yes. It was huge. Mm. Huge, this thing. Can you remember the make? The bush. See, we had a Finlandia. <clears throat> Finlandia. Finlandia. Well, Finlandia was a rental set. Yes, it was a rental from set. Radio Rentals. Yes. It was their... Uh... Did you own yours? Yes. Blimey, you were rich. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> but we, we just had a television. Yeah. Nothing else. Yes. No we, furniture. We sat on orange crates, but we had a colour television. God, I mean, you should... I mean, we... Most people... That's why, <clears> even <throat> when I moved in to, uh, to Twickenham, we had three uh, radio rental shops. There was a radio rentals, there was something else and something else, and they rented out televisions. Mm. And the reason they rented out televisions and you paid on the monthly uh, was because they were prone to going wrong and people couldn't afford to get them... Repaired, so people had them on the rental, and they would they would do a package. You'd go past the window, and go eighteen ninety nine a month. This television, yeah. this video. Well, if you think about it, televisions haven't gone up over the years. They're, they're they've come the down the same price, price yes. as they were a hundred years ago. Hundred years well, ago, you know what I mean. Yeah, but in the sixties or seventies, color television was the same price as it is now. Yes, yes. So Except now, it's all full of transistors. That's right. And you turn it on, and there's an instant picture, it's half an inch thick. Exactly. In those days, our television was huge, and the man sat there, and we all sat in front of it like, like sort of good little boys and girls. And he stopped, and he he started moving the thing, and it went from black and white. We've seen that, and then all of a sudden, color, yeah, color. And we sat there, and my mother went, right, that's enough of that, and turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting very close to the screen so I could see the colour pixels. Do you remember the big screens you got to go in front of the television, which gave the impression it was colour? Um, I remember seeing the ads in the papers. I never saw yeah. one. We yeah, actually but... sent off for a kit once. It said, colour television, 
two ninety nine or something, got back some pencils. Well, by the time we'd coloured in on the screen, people had moved on. It was ridiculous. Uh, James has uh, got my cold as well. It's not a cold; it's a virus. <laughs> Actually, oh, this, heck. That's, well, whatever I it is. Leave, then. Yes, it's very, very contagious. Uh, right, sixteen minutes past five. News headlines. These are the stories. David Cameron's under pressure to sack the Tories' biggest donor, Lord Ashcroft, today. This is after William Hague revealed he was unaware of Piers' non-dom status for a decade. An aftershock of 6.1 has hit central Chile. It's just five days since an 8.8 quake struck the country. It killed more than 800 people and caused widespread damage. And the Bank of England's going to reveal its interest rate decision for March later. It's been kept at 0.5% for the last 12 months, and it's not widely expected to change. Let's have a check on the uh, roads for you this morning. It's my very dear close friend. Oh, no, it's not, actually. I do beg your pardon. It's Hugh <laughs> Broom this morning. How we laughed. <laughs> How we laughed. Singly. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, no, n- n- no one laughed. Uh, you did. That's just our politeness, Stephen. <laughs> uh, right, we'll start the A3. Still has a lane closed, southbound, heading out of town. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. So, James Ware got a bit of a cold. Uh, do you know what we like? Of course you can, Malcolm. You, they do this Vic Sinex. Do you know, I opened up my Vic Sinex the other day, and it's a new one, mm-hmm. which doesn't look quite the same as the old squeezy bottle, which is a bit peculiar. And, um, and I looked at the sell-by date, because I've started checking sell- It ran out two years ago. <laughs> it ran when out- did you buy this? September 08, apparently. I didn't think these things had sell-by dates. No. So I had to throw it away. Everything has sell-by dates. How does bleach... Why does bleach have a sell-by date? Oh, excuse me, even worse. Why does water have a sell-by date? Oh, well, that's easy. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Yes. Well, we yeah. should not ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you then. <laughs> Go on then, tell me. It's because if you leave it in the, uh, in the sunlight, yes. things grow in it. Really? Yes. We left my auntie in the sunlight for a whole summer. She never grew at all. She just <laughs> sat there. She shriveled, if yeah, anything. But, yeah, but did you, did you water her and <laughs> give her feed? Not intentionally, but no. she does have that incontinence problem, so she's self-watering. And, and also, of course, in plastic bottles, the plastic... Yes. Um, ...does... Corrodes. Uh, ...corrode into the water. And that's why they which... say, if you're going to drink bottled water, drink it out of glass. Yes, and don't leave uh, bottles of uh, water in the car. No. Because the sunlight will heat them up and oh, the right. um, chemicals from the plastic goes into the water. Oh, I've lost the will to live I now. Know, so I. I know. Uh, right. James Wales says, stop talking about losing weight. He says it's not normal for men to worry about their gene size. Oh, it so is. Just their gene pool. Just their gene. <laughs> yes, I mean, you have to do it because we've all we... got different sizes. I mean, I've got to go and buy a suit for next week for this thing. I've got loads of suits, but then I don't want to leave it to the last minute, put one on and go, oh, I can't fit into the trouser thing. I'm doing, I'm doing, um... A do next week. Are you? Tell me about it. I'm doing a do next week. Oh, are you? Well. Yes, you're doing a do as well, I aren't am. you? Which is very nice. I quite like the idea of doing do's. I'm not normally the sort of person who uh, who actually sort of does do's during the week, but I'll yeah. do a lunch. I'm doing a dinner tonight. I'm oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to stay up till midnight. Well, you're hosting a dinner. Yes. Well, they'll never go. They <laughs> never go. <laughs> it's at a restaurant in town. Oh, Don't that's okay about. then. Oh, that's all right. Oh. And I wouldn't mind if these people didn't go because they're very entertaining. So really, so you, mm. you don't mind them staying? No. See, uh, I, I would do that, but I don't want people hanging around. The moment we've had our, our pudding, I'd rather they left, you know, as quickly as possible, because I get tired by that time. Yes. So that's why it's easier to eat in a restaurant. I want my Sinatogen, I want a cup of Horlicks, and I want to go to bed. Uh, and I want to do it, you know, and perhaps watch an old DVD of George and Mildred. Quite happy with things like that. It's not a lot I ask for, I'm afraid. And he'll be up all night. Ian says Granada, uh, sorry, Finlandia were rented out by Granada. 
Ah, oh, right, OK. So, they, so it was Granada, Radio, Radio Rentals. Rentals and a few others, weren't there? Yes. They were all doing excuse it. Excuse me. Yes. When we were very young, Steve, we had a, uh, a TV with a metre on the back. Oh, yes, mm. I remember meters on television where you would put money into it and that would give you so many hours viewing. But it was all black and white. There you go. And Rachel says, I've got root canal today. Oh, my God, you're going to suffer. It's the worst ever. It is painful, agonising, the smell of burning teeth. Oh, my God. Do you feel better now? <laughs> I only say that. Take no notice of I've him. had ro- no It'll root canal vile. It's really awful. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sort of say to you, it's a de- but unless it depends... I mean, you might be one of these people who loves a dentist. But I'm telling you, they have to numb the tooth, then they've got to drill down... That's right. ...take out the root, then they've got to keep it dry. In, to, yeah. in order to keep it dry, because when they pack it again, if any moisture gets in, it gets infected, so they've got to keep it dry, so they will put dental dam in your mouth. Your mouth will be filmed, filled with a piece of rubber. <laughs> I tell you, it's, it's terrible. I nearly died. And we recommend, <laughs> by the way, that you rush out and watch The Marathon Man yes. with Dustin Hoffman and um, Little Shop of Horrors before yeah. you go. Somebody said to me, if, if you want to take away the pain of, of the dentist, somebody said take a couple of paracetamol before you go, which calms you down, because for some reason we all hate the dentist. Valium, I recommend. Well, I, I think a bottle of whiskey. But there is a lady in the West Middlesex Hospital called Sandra who is a big fan of this programme, and apparently she has a bottle of Jamaican rum for me. Now, you see, I see this as a bit of a problem. She's in the West Middlesex Hospital with a bottle of Jamaican rum. I'm in Leicester Square without Jamaican rum. You know, I'm, I'm trying to work out how we're going to get, get the two together. They are, oh, guess who's leaving um, G- GMTV? Who? The casualty is Penny Smith. No. Penny Smith is going after 17 years because they've axed her news hour slot... So, which I think she did with John Stapleton. And John Stapleton uh, is going to have a new role as an on-location correspondent from June. So an on-location correspondent. What mm. the hell is that? It means we'll farm you out. Exactly. In other words, somebody, somebody locally is going to be losing work yeah. because they're going to have to accommodate John. Unless he has a two-year contract. Penny Smith is going to front an opera show in June. Says, I've taken the plunge and I'm moving on. No, dear, they've axed your programme. Well, I think it's a shame. something to go to. Yes, I like Penny Smith. So do I. like Penny Smith a lot. So do I. A Big lot. loss, that is. And according to The Sun today, whether you believe this or believe it not, uh, EastEnders stars have handed show bosses a petition urging them to axe the return of nuisance Jesse Wallace. Now, when Jesse Wallace was there, there were various cast members, who it was reported in the papers, didn't like her. Mainly because Jesse Wallace was having, let's just call them a few, a few sort of problems at the uh, at the time, and uh, and wasn't exactly the most pleasant person. You remember I told you stories of uh, Jesse Wallace and her drunkenness, uh, which went on in various so clubs. I witnessed them firsthand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they have been witnessed, I'm afraid. So, so they they've called for this. Ba- now, I find this story difficult to believe. The reason being, anybody who works for EastEnders is not going to hand in a petition saying either she doesn't come back or we're not working. They're not going to do that. They're actors. But um, she was out of control in 2006. Uh, she was also suspended from the show for heavy drinking uh, and got a drink-drive ban as well. And uh, not a particularly pleasant person, I'm afraid. I don't know what she's like now. A bit like Boy George. He used to be absolutely vile. I mean vile. Thrown out of restaurants. Nobody liked him. He was just deeply, deeply unpleasant. Then sorted himself out and apparently is supposed to be a lot better now. 
But Jessie Wallace was at that stage, and people are saying, we don't want her back, she was a disruptive influence. Well, if she's turned her life around, then hopefully she will be a little bit better now. But, but I always said, I don't want to see her or Shane back, I'm afraid, in the programme. I don't think EastEnders will benefit by having those two back in again. You know, but move forward, don't go backwards, which is easier. Paul. Steve, police in China pulled up a 69-seater coach which had travelled 125 miles on a motorway after it was virtually destroyed in a crash. The driver and owner of the coach was sitting in what remained of it, wearing raincoats and crash helmets against the cold. <laughs> the rear of the bus was also badly damaged, with the engine exposed to the elements and cables trailing along the road. Two patrolling officers spotted the bus on the expressway and gave chase for several kilometres before forcing it to stop. They said, we were shocked to see such a badly damaged vehicle pass us at high speed on the motorway. We ordered them to stop, but they drove even faster. We had to drive ahead and force them to pull over. The driver, Chen, and the bus owner, Lee, said they had an accident in Tongzi, which was several miles away, and decided to drive the bus to the depot where they could get it repaired. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think so. Dear. Looks a little bit of a wreck, doesn't it? I think it's rather past getting it prepared. <laughs> it's like it's rolled over. <laughs> somebody, somebody sent me a lovely text saying, the craze never forget. Uh, craze will be spent with a K, and they're both dead, luckily. So that's good news all round. There you go. Result. And it's only Thursday. And then, of course, there's Naomi Campbell, who slapped the chauffeur a la Benny Hill. She's getting worse. LBC... 97.3 <laughs> uh, Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC. So here's, here's Naomi Campbell. Police interviewed the driver, and he said, no, I don't want to take it any further. She, of course, already, as you know, has three convictions for her nasty, nasty little temper. Yeah, I always thought it was three strikes and you're out. Yeah, but they've been in America. Ah. That's the truth. They've not been right. here. They've been in America. Uh, she had a... I mean, she did have a row with cops at Heathrow in 2008. The trouble is, she's just a naff old stick insect who wears clothes and comes from Streatham. And you know what Streatham's like, don't you? And, uh, unfortunately, she epitomises everything that's bad about it. The trouble is, she thinks that she's some... That, you know, these models get a bit above themselves. All you do, dear, is somebody dresses you and does your hair for you, and you walk up and down in a silly kind of walk on a catwalk, attempting to stand upright. You're nothing more than that. Nobody's ever going to ask you for your opinion on world peace, I'm afraid. So, uh, go away, you silly little girl. About time somebody told these people. Oh, you can rent Jimmy Choo shoes now. A lot of women, as opposed to spending 400 or 800 pounds on a pair of shoes, can go and rent them. So, have you been looking into this just in case you get one of the uh, well, Danny LaRue costumes? I'm telling you now, you should never rent shoes. The one thing that is unique to your feet are your shoes. In other words, you wear your shoes, the way that you walk will will mould the bottom of them. Yes. If you then decide to get rid of them and give them to a charity shop, they should never let anybody... It's like saying, oh, I don't use this toothbrush anymore. Anybody else want to use it? No. Shoes are personal to you. They have to be brand new. You should never wear second-hand shoes. And shoes that somebody else has worn, definitely not. Hmm. You not know that? I see that. No. There you go. <laughs> Steve Allen's hard and fast rule. Here is this picture of, uh, of old, uh, old Reggie Cray. Bit of an old gay boy, like the old young ladsy boy, the, the young uh, young boys. In fact, they both ended up liking young boys, strangely enough. It's amazing what prison does to you. Uh, but uh, they found the old files on him where he put himself down as, wait for this, labourer, dog breeder, billiard hall keeper. Because you remember they had the ill-fated Esmeralda's barn, which unfortunately the craze, being so thick and coming from a generation, they didn't understand 
fruit machines, and they were told fruit machines are going to make you a fortune. You can yeah. fiddle them, cream off, and they didn't understand it. So Esmeralda's Barn collapsed, I'm afraid. I mean, how and gay it, is that title? Anyway? Exactly, Esmeralda's, Esmeralda's Barn. Barn. Well, it, it was a veritable fairyland, because when, uh, when Reggie was in there, nobody used to like to say anything when he brought in the latest little Twinkie boy that he'd found somewhere. Uh, he also put himself down as a wardrobe dealer. When you look at old pictures of them, they were so from another generation. They really were. It was also a murdering mobster. I thought I'd mention that one as well. But yeah. uh, part of London's folklore, as they say. Did he put that down? Uh, no, but he put himself down as a soldier. Soldier. He's only five foot seven. What a tall soldier. In fact, after when when uh, Reggie's when, when their mother died, Violet. Uh, every turned up for the for the funeral, mm. but they brought Reggie out of prison, yes. and I think he was surrounded by the tallest prison officers That's they could right, find remember, to make yes. him look really tiny. Kind of worked, actually, I think. Kind of worked. Uh, another one here. Oh, Radio Rentals, Rediffusion, and Kets. Kets. Do you remember when you used to rent your television from Kets? No, I remember Rumbelows in the Midlands. Yes, I remember. Well, no, Rumbelows here, oh, I remember. Really? You're right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And there's a new bling-bling roller. They've got a picture of it in the paper today. It's blue, with gold everywhere. They've tweaked the car's performance. Somebody's called it a horrible, horrible creation. I'm quite taken by it, it has to be said. It's one of the new rollers. It's one uh -huh. of the new phantoms. Uh, it's, um, it's very nice. They it's say... It's the one with the gull wings, is it? No, but it's, it's got gold all over it. £200,000. Wow. Well, I think that's quite cheap, because a Rolls Phantom, a brand new one, they can go for three, 320 340 Well, there's a, a customised one in a, in a showroom on the, on the A40 on the way out to London. Is there? And it's got gull wings and a fast back on it. It's fantastic. Oh, I know. I, I know. I dare not ask the price. I did buy some lottery tickets the other day, so it's £40 million on Friday. And I thought, I, w I mean, this car at 200000 I would buy it. I would buy, because everybody, you'd be so blinged up in it, mm. it would be absolutely fantastic. I would love I've it. decided I want a Bentley. Oh, you see, you've decided now, yeah. yeah. Why? Don't know. Do you want the baby Bentley or standard Bentley? I want the baby. You like the baby Bentley. Mm. You can pick them up very cheaply. About and I mean very cheaply. About 40 grand. Yes, for, 40 grand yeah. will actually well, get you a very good day. one. I went in to look at a BMW the other day. Oh, my BMWs. goodness, the prices. Yeah. They've gone through the roof. I'm not into BMWs. They used to be sort of... I always think BMW, drug dealers. I don't know why. They just... They were sort of... It was just... It was one of those cars that people aspired to. Mm. People aspired to having a BMW. And it took away the, the magic of it. It was like Burberry. Burberry, I used to think, classy. Then Daniela Westbrook wore it, and I thought, naff. <laughs> Wouldn't be seen dead in it now. It's, you know, it's East End Market tat. And yet, they're still trying to maintain the, the name. That's true. It just doesn't look right. They have an antiques dealer on the television. He wears a Burberry scarf. Oh, Nathan. Oh, she forgot about Nathan. Poor Nathan's sitting at home. Sorry, Nathan, with you in a sec. Bless his heart, honestly. He'll have, he'll have gone on to the brandy now. He'll have gone on to the brandy. If he, if he arrives tiddled on air, I'm blaming you, woman. Oh, dear. But, it, but it's true, though. You, you sort of see these cars. But a baby Bentley, I see you in. The only problem, getting in and out. And you know that Dale scuffs the wheels like there's no tomorrow. Well, His parking is legendarily bad. <laughs> yes, but the, <laughs> to be honest, the mm. um, London isn't good for parking. Is no, it? no. Uh, Jan says uh, she wishes that we do a do for her. 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 All right. Jeremy says D E R was another rental company. D E R. D E R. Yes, I remember them. I can I can tell you where the one was in Twickenham. It's where Starbucks is. And I can remember distinctly going past the window and they go, this television and this video you can have installed today for only twelve ninety nine a month. 
And so we all signed up for it, didn't we? I mercifully, touch wood, have got no HP at all. I've got no outstanding anything. You're very lucky. I'm a very lucky person. And I'm also even luckier to be talking to my very good friend, your very good friend, and we'll keep a welcome in the hillside. It's Nathan Morley. <laughs> oh, listen to that. I'm quite touched. Well, quite touched well, by so, that. So you should be at this time of the morning. I know, it was lovely. It was, was nice. lovely. I know. Well, it was well, I do my best for you. I, I sort of, yes. I like to build you up. Well you, well, you certainly do. Uh, I mean, uh, you are sounding a little bit hoarse, though. Even even nay, over these thousands nay. of kilometres, uh, it yeah. sounds like you've, you have a you have, you have a touch of cold. I do have. Well, <coughs> see now you've made me cough and start. That. Yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm all <coughs> sorry. It was even worse two days ago. Oh, Luckily, Alan Dodgen was in and was able right. to sort of help us through it. First time you've said that. Yes, it's exactly yeah. the first time. But then yesterday it came back a lot better. I might sound a bit throaty, but I'm I'm feeling as feisty as I was before. Excellent. So just pop in a fisherman's friend, you and you'll I, be fine. Yes, that's what people say to me. And then, and then Paul said to me, Cavonia. And I said, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's got to be sugar-free. I thought he'd learned a new language. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and so I thought, no, I mean, I'm, I'm taking everything that there is to take. Good, good. And um, plenty of rest. I'm sucking a negroid, actually, at the moment, but you can't tell. Oh, right. So it's, remember those? So it's all piled on. The producer never mentioned... Is it funny people don't mention it? But they sell them in, in the chemists. Negroids. Really? So they're little, tiny... Little, tiny... Li- I think I've got them in here. Little, tiny licorice sweets. But they're tiny, oh. tiny. They're about an eighth of an inch across. And they've been on sale for... Oh. Oh, wait a minute. septic. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I've, I've got the, the sugar-free ones called Mighty Imps. Yes, yes, mighty imps. Very. Uh, I don't do licorice, but uh, I suppose yeah. they're quite popular. Exactly the same as as negroids. Exactly yeah. the same. Little tiny metal tin. Yeah. And um, a very very good. My mother used to carry a tin of them all the time, and I didn't <laughs> think they made them anymore. Negroids, but oh, yeah. they absolutely. They're on sale in the. Ke- I'll bring. I'm going to bring into Tim for the producer tomorrow because she sometimes gets a sore throat through there shouting. There will be a sudden surge in sales. Now. I'm <laughs> telling you, people go out. You know why? Because. It's a little tin like that, only the Negroid tin is actually a little metal tin made by exactly the same company, but this is the sugar-free version. The Negroid mm. is not the sugar-free mm. one. But I promise you, they've been on sale for the last 50, 60 years. Something wow, like that. there you go. I'm going to bring in some for the producer tomorrow. She's a bit excited by this. I see the look <laughs> of anticipation on her face. Well, has she tried one yet? Because uh, for some people, they're not too pleasant. I yes, you see, it depends if you like licorice. Yeah. And yeah, she doesn't like licorice. Loves it. I might and, have to um, hold her down. Yes, I think you would, because I can't stand the stuff. Oh, really? I really can't. Yeah, but this, no, and... but this, this is not really like licorice. It's little... Oh, I've, I've, oh, it's dropped on the floor now. They are so tiny, you'd never know it was in your mouth. Oh, we... How we, many people we can give... say that? Um, uh... <laughs> You'd never know. I mean, it's, frankly, it's the sort of thing you can tuck under your tongue, and, uh, I've dropped one between my legs now. It's vanished completely. Uh, I shall find them eventually. But uh, can you buy <laughs> stuff like this out there? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, in the car I always have, um, I always have Fisherman's Friend and Strepsils. Strepsils uh, are good. Um, uh, yeah, you know, kind of, uh, the, the, these kind of sweets, these, I suppose they're almost medicinal sweets, because yes. I, I get quite dry throat, and, um... You do if you uh, broadcast, don't you? Sorry? You do if you broadcast. I, I, I do, now and again. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've been known. I've been known to. Yeah. I did three yesterday. Three yesterday. Three, three broadcasts. 
Three, three long ones. I yeah. don't. Def- oh, three long. Uh, see, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I did a sort of reasonably long one yesterday, and by the end of it, your throat is, you know, stretched. I mean, my epiglottis. Uh, yes, has, it's has a, stretched uh, to capacity. It has to be said. It's not the radio which is the problem. Actually, no. it's the TV because it's yeah. continuous talking, and yes. I was I always find halfway through a bulletin or something, I go a little bit dry. I do that on and stage water, as well. Yeah, well, exactly stage is easy though. You can pop something in your pocket, can't you? Yeah, but a little bit difficult. If it's if it's just you standing there chatting, you do. I mean, I do have to have a bottle of water on the stage or something like mm. that. Well, actually, I tell people it's water. It's actually vodka. So the show goes <laughs> on and on and on. Yeah, <laughs> fact, I, I think I've a bottle of scotch. <laughs> yeah, bottle of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Get me on stage in the first place. <laughs> I must mention very very quickly a couple of things because we we didn't mention them earlier on. Um, mm. Digital television is starting, isn't it, with you? Well, it has. It started two days ago, and uh, uh, there wasn't... A, I know, I remember when it started in the UK, there was a great air of excitement, wasn't there? Mm. What is this all about? And people in areas that had patchy reception suddenly got clear TV. Well, it started here with... Uh, and at the moment, it's a bit of a whimper. I think we'll get more reaction when um, it, they switch off the analogue television next year. And I think that happens some places in the UK. Suddenly, they were panic-buying digital televisions, you know. Yeah. I don't know whether you still broadcast in analogue, do you? I, I don't think you do. Do you know, you're asking uh, the, the wrong person. I haven't got the faintest idea. My, my friend Jonathan Levi would know about things like that. Well, ask, ask Mr Levi and, uh, and you know... But I do believe there are, I mean, certainly in Finland, they don't broadcast analogue anymore. They, they switch them off, so you have to have a digibox. What uh, sort of so television do they have in Finland? One can only imagine. Oh, Finnish television's very good. Very good. And if you have Finnish listeners, and I know you do at the LBC, uh, uh, there is a very, very clever, witty uh, English guy who's lived in Finland for 30, 40 years called Neil Hardwick, who does a programme on Finnish television. But believe it or not, there are lots of British people who are so well-known abroad... Yeah. You know, but unknown in Britain and in, in Finland, there's a guy called Neil Hardwick, and I must one day send you one of his TV programmes, because I'm sure you'll appreciate it. Oh, right. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Also, we must mention very, very briefly that, uh, again, there's, there's something going on with this planet of ours, because at the moment, you've got uh, flooding over there, dozens of people We've homeless. Had, yeah. Yeah, this has been a huge story, and, and not widely reported, uh, mostly in the north of Cyprus, uh, four days of torrential rain and flash flooding, um, around 25 million euros worth of damage, hundreds of people left homeless, uh, the Red Crescent are in there, it's, uh, I mean... Uh, the pictures and what we're seeing from the north of the island have been absolutely horrific, and they say that the bill, the cleaning up bill, could, could spiral up to around 50 to 60 million euros. Just horrible to see, really, and of course the whole island, small island, we've all felt the effects of this weather, and they say there's more to come. Yeah. So that's not too, that's not, especially for farmers. And, yes, uh, absolutely. You know, this is t- terrible news. Well, as you know, my, my heart is with farmers all the way through. I mean, I absolutely, yeah. I have close friends who are, who are farmers... Oh, I know. A bunch of uh, yeah. there, I tell you. Uh, well, farming today <laughs> on Radio 4 is enough to put you off for life. Oh, isn't it just, honestly? I mean, small wonder. Yeah. <laughs> they all go They all digress now, don't they? We don't just do animals, now we do logs. In fact, I walked in the other day, <laughs> and there was a sack of logs by somebody's desk, and I went, who are they for? And they said, oh, it's for Rick Kelsey. He's ordered some logs from logs. a farmer. And the farmer, yeah. bless his heart, brought them in. Yes, I, I, I've, one of my close friends is a farmer in the UK, and he, he insists that they're not over-wealthy. No, right, yet, yet and he drives, I'm telling you, I've never seen yeah. a poor farmer yet. No, no, I haven't. I, I, I would like to see one. I yeah. really would genuinely like to meet one. Ooh, all those European <laughs> subsidies, oh, what a nightmare for us. Uh, anyway. No, I don't want to 
butter mountain myself. No, exactly. Oh, the fun <laughs> you could have there. Almost as much fun as with a packet of Negroids as well. So, listen, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. Have, have a, a good day. week. Thank you, Nathan. Bye. Bye. Apparently, they've turned off analogue in Cumbria. Why we're telling you that, I've got no idea. Who cares? Oh, listen, anybody listening in Cumbria? In Cum- do we? Of course we do. In Cumbria? Yes. The fame of this programme spreads far and wide. Let me tell We had flooding in Twickenham yesterday, and the pound land is going ahead. It's all, it's all coming together now. It's all looking a bit exciting. 14 to 6. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> These are the headlines. The MOD has been accused of giving MPs misleading information about a £21 billion funding gap in its budget. Three men have been arrested over allegations of fundraising for terrorism after a series of dawn raids in Slough. The Bank of England reveals its latest interest rate decision at lunchtime. The base rate's been at half a percent for the last 12 months. Check on the uh, roads for you. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, we shall start with uh, the... Morning, everybody. Sorry, I was, I was miles away there, actually. I was just having a little... little. I was, I was off with the pixies. I'm determined today. I'm talking to actor Phil Daniels later. So I brought my chloroseptic throat spray in, but I'm bloated if I can find the sell-by date on it. I'm sure it must be here somewhere. Have look. I've had a good look. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's staring me in the face. But I do... For, no, it doesn't have a sell-by date. Perhaps it's... No? Not seen one. I might have to go and buy another one just in case. Anyway, Paul Savory's oh, with us. Please. You're going to buy one just in case? Yeah, well, I don't want to squirt the wrong Some stuff in my mouth. I tried another one from, from Goods the other day, and I didn't find it as good as, as chloroseptic. I'm quite good with that. Although I'm very happy with my new needles. Oh, it's on the bottom. Oh, Spirey Day, January 2012. So oh, thank God. Right. Now, why does this last a long time? And yet Vic Sinex does... Because it's septic. How clever you to find that. What a marvellous person you are, honestly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda in Brighton, I bet you haven't got the floods that everybody else has got, says, wish my mum Pat a very happy birthday. She introduced me to the world of Steve Allen some years ago, and I haven't looked back. Or forward, or sideways, or anywhere else at all, I'm afraid. Actually, we had terrible flooding. Uh, Twickenham is, is prone to flooding, I'm afraid. And uh, some poor lady was there, and she came in, oh, no. And, um, of course, we were secretly having a bit of a laugh, as you do, with things like this, thinking, thank God I never parked there, because it's tidal, it's the Thames, and it does flood. It flooded down at Richmond particularly badly, and we had the after-effects. And I was chatting away to somebody there, and it was, he was a builder. I think he was a builder. It looked like he was d- doing something in that sort of department. Cause he d- building something. Building something, yes. We had, he had a white van with some bloke hanging out the window, and that's generally an indication of, uh, of builders. And he listens to this programme every morning, which is always quite... He said, you were, he said you were talking about Poundland. And he said, you picked on my son when he was having his hair cut. Well, I mean, I can't remember last Thursday. So there's no point in asking me anything like that. I just go along with it. And Michael you weren't said, well last Thursday. I wasn't well you last Thursday. Yes, you'll remember. Actually. I remember, <laughs> because I had a night off. <laughs> Tom in Canada says, uh, do you have a head cold? I've, I've no, I'm not medically qualified, actually, Tom. I do feel fine. Phil and Clapham had a television supplied by British Relay. Remember them? British Relay. Relay. No. no. It's not a cable system. No. I remember that? No, don't That's th- why I know nothing about yeah. it. I had nothing to do with yeah. cable until I was on Sky. Jeremy, uh, DER, Direct Equipment Rentals. Gee, I never even knew what it stood for. Neither did DR, I, we know now. Now we know. Bless your heart. Thank you for that one very much indeed. And, um, and then, uh, Lisa says, I've just tuned back in today as, uh, as, as I hadn't been. Uh, nearly thought it wasn't you, as your voice sounds a lot deeper. And I nearly rang the station to find out where you were, because you sound so different. And then it was that, that sharp wit that gave it away. 
I know, it's still there, actually. It wasn't there the day before yesterday, but it came back yesterday. I was, I was, I was a bit pleased about. Lovely Richard in Horsham says, Who does Naomi Campbell think she is? If I were a judge, I would say to her, go to jail, move directly to jail, do not pass go, and you certainly don't deserve the overinflated fees that you earn. So there you go. He says, I drive an Audi. Unfortunately, I can't afford a Bentley. Yeah, you can Mind really. I want one. He wants one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll direct you to a site. Actually, go and have a look at Hanwell's. Hanwell's. Hanwell's dot... I'll do it now. I'll buy one online. <coughs> well, you probably could, actually. I'm sure that they would sell you one online. You'd be delighted to do. They have all sorts of, uh, of Bentleys. I think it's Hanwell's dot com or dot co dot uk it's either one or two and then go to uh rita i love looking at all these different different oh, sides yes. different it's hamwells dot net oh dot net are you sure it's the right one show me uh oh yes it is actually yeah so bottom left hand and it'll be oh there she goes look never since she's discovered oh, the tray here sales. retail sales you want to click Gosh. on bentley bentley motor click on bentley's sighting is this and then go oh, down there and then scroll down you'll see what they've got then you can click on to have a look at the pictures which is you. Tracy used That's to work... What? What's the, what's the matter? What is the matter? She's started. She's started. She's never finished. <laughs> She's nobody called... Call... You must know somebody called Tracy. She used to work at Kett's head office when it moved to Egham. Oh, Tracy! She used to write the TV guarantees. My God. Fantastic. Um, Steve, uh, use Negroids on stage, as they're so tiny you could stick them under your tongue and still sing. Fanta- Actually, D, you're very... Sing? They used to say... There was another one called Vocal Zone, and it was good for oh, singers. Oh, Vocal Zone is great. You can still get there them. There you go. Yeah. Same sort of thing, actually. I bought you some in last time you were ill. Yes. Yes, they, they, they were very good, actually. Vision Hire. <coughs> the Crays are from St Mary's Cray. Friends of the Crays, be careful what you say. Ooh, scared. They're dead, though. So I'm not going to worry too much about it, sweet pea. We don't worry about things like that. DR was domestic equipment rentals, says Robert. So there you go. Now you know. Mm. You're having a look for your, your Bentley. You found, found your Bentley, have you? There's about ten of them I want. Oh, I know. Ooh, See? Look at that one. They had a lovely one in there a short while ago. Is... Thank you, incidentally, to Martin about the, the Ding Dong song by Tai Chin. I hear my bells go ding dong, eat down inside my heart. Each time you say love me, then I know it's time for Ding Dong to start. Anyway, it's a very good song. Like go on. Suzuki. Uh, yes. Go to YouTube and type in the Ding Dong song. Chinese version, there's various other ones where you've got sort of students being a bit sort of raucous. But uh, the Ding Dong song in Chinese is absolutely fantastic. It really is good. Noreen's finally got the kitchen done. Listen, I can imagine what you've been through. In fact, I know what you've been through. I've had work done before. I had a dreadful situation about five years ago where I'd had the whole place decorated, all beautifully done, and painted, and everything that came in, looked lovely, looked wonderful. And, and then I went back the next day, and a bit of the paint was coming off in the hall. It had peeled. And I thought, that's a bit strange, perhaps, you know. And then I sort of... Then the next day, a bit more paint came off, and it was coming off in sheets. And I put my hand on the wall, and it was a bit damp. Oh, dear. And I thought, I've got... And before a week was out, the entire place, up to a height of about four feet... The paint had come off completely, and you could pull it off in sheets. And what it was, we didn't discover it until Graham came around to have a look, and he said, right, let's work out where this water's coming from. And it turned out that every time I had a bath or a shower, the hose connected to the outlet had come off, and so all the water was draining under the bath, going into all the ducting, and had gone to every room, and all the way up the walls, the damp, and so oh. everything was... Pe- You've never seen like it. So he covered everything with dust sheets. So, Noreen, I know what it's like to live with mess... Because it was just 
awful. Dreadful. She said at, at least three times, we had one man at the front door and one at the back. Lovely. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I'm really not sure there's an answer to this, Noreen. I'm re- really not sure at all. But um, they have had loads of stuff in the sitting in the living room where you pile everything in when you're clearing one room. So not a great deal of fun, let me tell you. Have you have you now decided to buy one? Have you? Are they sort of better prices than you thought? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes they're good prices and, and good good mileage on them as well. Yes, indeed. There's it's amazing a, how much they I lose, though, I isn't it? Say, there's a beautiful, is it? beautiful Rolls Royce here. Oh, what what colour is it? Uh, well, it's twin colour. But it's oh. 1953. Oh, I know exactly Look which one it is. Ah, now that one you can have painted in any colour. They will actually, because it's an aluminium body. Oh. And I think they will yes, do it. Yes, it is. You're quite right. Yes, and they will, because they were made in aluminium, so they never rusted. Oh. And so you can have it, in, and you can go in there and go, I want pink. I want a pink Rolls Royce or something like no, that. No, I don't want a pink You one. don't want a pink Rolls no. Royce. <laughs> OK. But that is superb. Isn't, isn't it lovely? It? Yes. There you go. So you can entertain yourself for hours with that. If you want to go <coughs> more expensive, there's P&A Woods. They're in Essex. And they have cars that... They have some luxury old cars, some of which are £500,000. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, phenomenal. I All should right. have known to ask you, shouldn't I? Except, of course. I'm the Bentley and Rolls expert with a lot of help from a lot of people. Uh, we'll take a short break for the news. Other su- sorry? Oh, ten. All right. All right, we'll have, we'll have ten newses coming up in a moment and cups of coffees. And, um, and uh, we'll, we'll tell you what's happening after the news in a sec. Uh, nice car. I love your heated leathers. Morning, everybody. It's nice to have your company. It's Thursday morning. Can't believe it's Thursday. Really, this week is rocketing through. It's nice to have your company, and um, I've said that before, haven't I? I've just, I've just said nice to have your company twice. It's like a it's like a Bruce Forsyth line. Nice. You mean it. So it's because I mean it exactly. Yes. I do mean it. Um, strangely enough, at the uh, upstairs at the Gatehouse in Highgate Village, uh, they've got a show there, and it's Buddy, the Buddy Holly story. Now I went to see the Buddy Holly story loads of times. The first time, I think. That there's been a fringe production yes, of I think it. So wasn't it? Uh, didn't it start in the Victoria Palace? Palace. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's where I went to see it because at the end, when I don't want to give too much away, but Buddy dies. <gasps> and, oh, uh, Steve! Sorry, sorry, in a plane crash, and uh, with the big bopper, and um, Richie Valens, Richie Valens as well, and and it then goes, ladies and gentlemen, Buddy Holly died that night, and people in the audience, r- rockabilly things, would go down on one knee in the aisle. <laughs> I mean, so we we were sitting next to some people, and and th- this guy's dancing in the aisle, and then when when Buddy dies, he goes down, and the announcement. I thought, wow. But it's a beautiful show. Yeah. I can't imagine what a fringe production of Body... Of, of Body... Body Holly. <laughs> Body Holly. Of Buddy Holly would be like. And he was unique, because I've read the Buddy Holly book. There was something about him, which I can't say on the programme, because it might be considered a bit too rude, that set him apart from other Americans. Anyway, um, we'll be talking to Roger Foss about theatre, because he's been to see Ghost Stories at the Lyric in Hammersmith. Lovely theatre. It's an old Victorian theatre inside a modern building. And with Nick Ferrari this morning, day three of uh, Jacob Zuma's first state visit to Britain, bringing wife number three, I think, or wife, whichever one it was, it was the latest wife. Uh, Nick asks if South African president is correct to brand us all imperialists. The press did describe him to be a sex-obsessed bigot for practising polygamy. So shouldn't we respect his culture? The man who's jailed for four years for pushing a woman onto a rail track after she tried to stop him smoking. Is it wise, Nick will ask, to be a have-a-go hero? Mm. You know, a lot of people do that and they've, they've fallen foul of it. 
Uh, plus, they're going to be talking about the death of Michael Foote with Jon Snow, a good friend of Michael's. As I say, I think I did probably the only interview on LBC with Michael Foote. Because he's, he, he just walked in in his, in his raincoat and just sat down and we sort of chatted away. And I thought, God, it's Michael Foote. But I didn't quite appreciate that it was, it was sort of Michael Foote. You know, but it, after a while, an interview comes in. Now we're so used to seeing people on the television all the time because we have media celebrities. And I did watch the other day what Katie did next. This is the Katie Price programme. Mm, the why? poor ugly bird from Brighton. Well, she went in, she went in to have uh, false eyelashes stuck in. And as the camera did a close-up, a little bit of an unwise thing, I don't want to speak out of turn and be drummed out of the brownies, but she's growing sideburns. OK, now, she can't help being particularly hairy of the face, but she had blemishes and marks and everything. And then she introduced us to some of her friends. It's all a bit naff, I'm afraid. And she had her New Year's Eve party, where the highlight was Duncan James of Blue turning up dressed as a swashbuckler, which was all very exciting. And a lot of boys wearing makeup, and uh, it just looked a bit naff, I'm afraid, the whole thing. But anyway, she's jetted off to America. They say to have more Botox and hair extensions. Uh, I can tell you that she's jetted off to go to Elton John's Oscar party, because El- Elton has his Oscar party. And, uh, and so she's going over to... She went to the last one. Um, well, because why? because she's like Katie Price, <laughs> and she, I don't know why. Party. It's a fabulous party. It'll be very camp. It invite. I don't know why he invites. I think he invited her to start with to wind up Victoria Beckham, because if you remember, they were both invited, and Victor, Victoria was busy that night. I think she was doing something designing wise or something like that. So she didn't go. So the so the pair never met. I mean, what you talk about to Katie Price? I've got no idea. She can't hold a conversation with anybody. So she's well suited with little Alex, the cross dressing cage fighter. Lovely. It's all very exciting. Um, <laughs> oh, Paul, <dear>. Steve, <laughs> there's a little story in uh, in the Hickey column in the Daily Express today, which I liked, uh, where Roger Moore has been recalling a potentially awkward diplomatic moment when he attended a special screening of the James Bond movie, The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, I like that one. Yes, it's a good one. Scaramouche, isn't it? Scaramouche, when you do the Fandango, <laughs> right. uh, and it was at the Russian embassy during the Cold War. Um, the, uh, the 007 movies, of which Moore was, of course, the star, mm. were not then shown in the USSR, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> um, and it was feared that the, uh, role of Scaramanga, the assassin played by Christopher Lee, in the, uh, 1974 film, was cause of, would cause offence when the assembled, uh, people from the Russian embassy oh. saw it. Anyway, they watched the film... Up until the part where Bond explains that Scaramanga was trained by the KGB and then kills him. Uh, After the film, apparently, they turned to Chubby Broccoli and said, it was very obvious he was not trained by the KGB. (laughs) 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 Who was that dreadful woman in one of the Bond films? Was it somebody Clegg? Rosa Clegg or something? Clegg? Yes, I think so. She She was a Russian agent and she had shoe with knife that come out. Rosa Clegg. Rosa Klebb, she was she was deeply unattractive, which reminds me, I did see my big fat gypsy wedding. There was a programme and a half in itself. Did you see it? Um, it was on TV um, week and a half ago, I think. Oh, I must bring you in the DVD of it. It's really interesting. News is next. LBC ninety seven point three. Three.
Morning, everybody. 6.20 is the time. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Thank you very much indeed to Gloria in uh, Kenton. Do you know, I haven't seen Michael Winner's new programme. I've seen all the trails and he spoke to us about it before he did it. So I'm, I'm definitely going to, uh, to try and watch it this week. And June as well, thank you for the... Um, the, uh, the messages of sympathy and how to, how to combat the cough. Mm-hmm. It is the cough that's driving me mad, actually. And uh, Roger Foss joins us. Morning, Roger. Good morning. I'm not coughing, actually, Steve. I was a bit croaky, wasn't I, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. And I was thinking that, uh, having got that virus, that maybe you caught it off me down the phone at some point. Isn't it strange? I mean, everybody started coughing in the office, and I blamed James O'Brien the other day for spreading diseases. Oh, right, yeah. coughed his lungs up around the office, but he said, can't have been from me, can it? Quite aggressively, I thought. But (laughs) you mentioned earlier, I do swear myself by vocal zones. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Yes. Uh, and uh, I know lots of singers that, that use those still. I mean, I know some one singer in a show who, who eats them like sweets. Yeah. Well, it's just a <laughs> yeah. little thing you can tuck in your mouth, isn't it? And sort of, you know, it, yeah, it'll sort of but... help you through those those difficult moments. It's the tickle I can't get rid of. I don't mind the cough right. bit. It's the stupid tickly bit where you, you can feel it building up. You think, I know it's going to get... It's like somebody's waving a feather at the back of your throat. And you know it's going to happen. Yes. You know it's going to happen. And it's so... No, I sat in the yeah. car this morning. It was quite comfy and warm, and I'm sort of there thinking of happy thoughts, you know, waterfalls and stuff like that. And, oh. and then I thought, oh, I can feel it building up. I can feel... I'm going to cough. I know I'm going to cough. And so you try and do a discreet cough, you know, <coughs> like that, and then you think, oh, it's going to get worse in a minute. And so well, it did. Like, <laughs> it, it, it leads to a kind of tension, doesn't it? Which, which does actually lead us into ghost stories at the Lyric Hammersmith, because mm. that's... Oh, I know. I was scared before I went in. Yeah, but you're <laughs> like that, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm a big girl's blouse, actually, when it comes to those stories. Uh, yes, my hair was standing on end before I even sat down. At the <laughs> it still is, actually, because this is so scary that uh, I didn't think they were going to pull it off, I, this idea of telling ghost stories on stage. Because uh, uh, it doesn't often work on stage, really, does it? But then, of course, this is Jeremy Dyson, who's uh, been involved with the League of Gentlemen right from the beginning, and Andy Nyman, of course, long-term collaborator with Derren Brown. Isn't so it clever? Together, very, very clever, and yeah. that's why this works. And, uh, and, of course, on film you get, um, well, you know, The Sixth Sense and Psycho and movies like that. It does work. Books ghost stories in books and the tension when you're reading books, it, it, it gets your imagination going, but it never seems to work on stage. You never get scary uh, theatre pieces, apart from The Woman in Black, of course, where they're, they're still screaming after all these years. Yes, <laughs> still, <ghost>. yes. <laughs> and there was a play, I, su- I suddenly remember there was a play a couple of years back with Jesse Wallace, because you mentioned Je- Jesse Wallace earlier, yeah. uh, called Haunted at the Arts Theatre, which wasn't scary, it was just hilarious because it was so pathetic (laughs) but these guys have really pulled it off i think they've really pulled it off and it is it is the tingle factor it is it is a bit like psycho meets the shining meets something else it's it's one of those um somebody said oh it's going to be a cult thing and i i think it is actually it's really simple it's it's just three or four ghost stories brought together and told by andy nyman on stage who plays a professor of parapsychology, and you can see the Darren Brown in him. It's, it's Darren Brown all over mm. when he comes on and he's talking the way he talks, the way he holds your attention, and you realise that ghost stories in the theatre uh, is not about necessarily those scary moments when people leap out of their skin. It's about the tension. It's about leading up to it. It's about, it's about knowing that something's going to happen. 
And of course, when it does, <laughs> you leap out of your skin. I had a girl sitting next to me who grabbed hold of my arm and literally screamed her head off at one moment, which is very Oh, spooky. I'd have slapped her, I'm afraid. I wouldn't put up with things like that in the theatre. Oh, Shut up! Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, I, no, I think it would have made her worse. <laughs> but there was a lot of screaming, I must say. Um, <laughs> mostly from the Met, from the girl. No, from the girls, I'm going to say. But why is it the girls all scream and the blokes don't? I don't know. I don't... I couldn't get that one. I actually get but frightened also, watching watching some television programmes. Yeah, well, because there was Tales from the Unexpected, wasn't there? Which, mm. uh, which you know, they, 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 I don't suppose they were scary, but they had a sting in the tail. Yeah. And, uh, and all that, if you remember those uh, Alfred Hitchcock programmes, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yes, but I, I was never scared by scary. Hammer House of Horror or anything like that, you know, so he would turn to the camera, open his mouth, and he'd have fangs. Because oh, no, I've, I've seen people at a Steve Allen show, and a lot of these people have the same thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not scary. It's like in, in, in The Sixth Sense, for example, mm. that the scary moments are few and far between. But it's the story. It's the everyday life where something really, really spooky happens. Yes, yes. And, uh, and that's what this is about. And I, I'm really quite amazed at how they've managed to do it. And I think it is all that experience of... Uh, Andy Nyman involved with Darren Brown and Scott Penrose, who you no doubt know, yes, is involved yeah. in it, doing special effects. So yeah. there's some very, very clever effects in it. Um, I, I, I see he's involved in the new Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, doing special effects on that. Yes, there are but, there are uh, no, not not very many special effects. As my boss said the other day that he went to a, a preview. We I mean, can't talk about it because it's in preview at the moment and it's things preview, change day yeah. by day. He said, but the moment there was a, a magical thing, he said, I thought of you straight away. He said, but then I thought, there's not that much magic in it, so let's not <laughs> tell Steve about it just yet. <laughs> <No. laughs> they might add a bit of magic. <laughs> Are you actually going to that next week? I'm going next week, so we'll hear, hear all about it. Yes, it'll be very um, interesting. Yeah, I've been hearing quite a lot from various people who've yes. popped in to see it on previews or just, just thought, oh, I'll go and see it on the very first preview actually i know mm. someone who who went in and, and then it got cancelled but uh no you, you you know they're working on it aren't they and uh and it is unfair to start talking about mm. it at this that's moment. why they have previews it's so they can they can see what it looks like and then they change it so when you get to the opening night it should be as near damn perfect as it can possibly be he needs a hit though he does need a hit because he's not really had a hit since since phantom no that's since the original true. phantom I some of the music I've heard, I, uh, there's a, an amazing opening to the show mm. that uh, is an is a, is a extraordinary Andrew Lloyd Webber waltz that sounds like something out of Carousel, actually. But on the other hand, it's absolutely sensational. I've heard that with the full orchestra, though not in the context of the show itself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be the big thing to look forward to, isn't it, next week? The, um, yep. the, the follow-up to The Phantom. And, and we shall see. I'm sure that we'll get pulled together by then, hopefully. Well, it has to be, won't it? Absolutely. <laughs> so, at the moment, though, it's Ghost Stories at the Lyric, and it yes. gets a big thumbs up. Yes, I think it will make you jump out of your skin. It'll be all fright on the night. That's what we like to hear. Nice quote there, mm. all fright on the night. Thank you very all much indeed. All fright on the night. Roger Foss, <laughs> LBC Steve Allen Show. I can see it now. Listen, have a, have a nice week, and we'll talk to you... Now, oh, incidentally, I must mention... That yeah. the uh, theatre upstairs, over in um, in Highgate, they're doing Buddy. Oh yes, I know. This is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, it, it's it's been around. It's been in the West End and it's toured and and so on. But oh, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. We'll talk okay. about it next week. All right, Buddy. All right, Bye. get out, Buddy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen.
Roger Foss has left the building. This is LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. 25 minutes to 7. And Matthew was so close to a five-timer yesterday. Oh. So close, but you lost by a head. A head. But uh, uh, Alex's selection lost by even less. A short head. Maybe it won and it was just the camera angle. It's, it's one of those... No, I, th- I think it's all done electronically. I think they know if it's won or not. Oh. I think so. So you, you, you came second with Bo McGinty. Mm. Uh, first, Second for Alex. So his total profit is £20.92, whereas you've, you've slipped under mm. £1.93. Oh, well. Total loss. Whereas yesterday you had a 7p profit. Yeah, I spent that. You spent it, I know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got a bit panicky this morning. I came in thinking, oh, I hope he hasn't won. Because, <laughs> well, that's charming. Well, I've it? only got two more porridges left, and I thought, I'm, oh, you know, you and frankly, job lot of those. you're actually costing me a bit, you know, I'm, you're not even tax deductible. <laughs> Am I not? No, well, I don't think Entertaining, so. Entertaining, surely? Shirley? Yes, uh, yes, who's Shirley? <laughs> it's an well, old let, one. Let, let's talk about work. Okay. Um, let's talk about, you know, this baby. Right, uh, we've talked about work, so that's now uh, a, a tax-deductible entertainment expense. So, yeah. uh, there we are. Yes, I, I can't done. really put down 90p a day porridge, Matthew Schofield. I don't think even my accountant's going to buy that one. Oh. So, but it Worth doesn't matter, try. because I, you know, I'm not a mean person. I, I like giving. And I'm uh, much more a giver than a receiver, strange enough, as people around here will, will tell you. So that's why anything that's in my cupboard, if you win, you can share with me. It's just a shame, because I wish you'd gone for Mars bars, because I've got an overglut of Mars bars at the moment. Well, I don't like them. Well, I know you don't, but nobody told me that when I went to Iceland. <laughs> and they had a special offer. You buy your Mars bars from Iceland? Because they were doing four for a pound. Are they frozen? No. Oh. Four for a pound. Proper Mars bars. Not not via sort of Dubai or anything like that. I was like going to say, they, no. have they got English writing they on them? They do have English writing oh. on them. There's nothing strange, you know, uh, made in Taiwan or something like that. It's a proper <laughs> Mars bar. And I bought them in and I've got 40 sitting in the cupboard <laughs> at the moment. And, and uh, I don't eat Mars bars. So 40 Mars bars. 40 Mars bars. Why did you buy Mars them? Why did you buy yeah. them? Sorry? Why did you buy them? Well, because Michael Trabalsi likes Mars bars. He, well, right. he reads the news on heart. Yes. And he normally buys them from me. Hang oh, on a minute. Hang the on a minute. Or something. I yeah. didn't realise you were the Fagin of uh, I, I of am LBC. running a little bit of an old <laughs> scam here. I'm doing a slight markup on the Mars bars. <laughs> I'm taking them out of the wrappers and telling him they're £1.50, which he thinks is still cheap. Are you one of these people that does booze cruises? Me? Buys, you know, Certainly cigarettes not. for dirt cheap in no, France. No, no, no. I mean, I don't, and... I don't buy cigarettes. I've got people who make them for me. Uh, <laughs> companies like Gallagher's and Dunhill and stuff like that. Anyway, enough of that. We're off to Wolverhampton. Good. To win some money today with Chosen Forever. Lovely. That, no, that sounds quite romantic. Chosen Forever. That's like, like it's finding romance. They also run at Southall, Ludlow and Taunton. Oh. Uh, I'm going with the 310 at Southall. Love Delta. See, there's, there's, I feel a theme running here. Could be Love Delta or Love Delta. Oh, as in Delta Goodrun? Or the airline? I don't know. Is, it still, is there an airline called Delta? Yes. Well, still? Yeah. Heavens so. above. I went on TWA once. Did you? I sat with the rear gunner. It was fabulous. Try walking across. Try walking, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that, that sounds good. I, th- I mean, I'm, I'm going with the love theme and chosen forever. You see, a bit of a love theme there. Mm. Heading up to Easter. Easter bunnies. What do bunnies do? <laughs> 
<laughs> they eat chocolate. They eat chocolate eggs made by lint. You've won, you've won an Easter egg. <laughs> you've won an Easter egg, yes. We're sending you to Bernard Matthews' place. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chosen Forever, and your one was called... Love Delta. Love Delta. Love the sound of that. Good. We'll find out tomorrow morning, because there's only two porridges left, so could be fisticuffs by tomorrow morning. Well, I hope not, for your sake. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm taking that as a, come on if you're hard. Come on. If you think you're hard. <laughs> OK, I better not go there. Nice I to talk to you. Stay away. Talk tomorrow. Indeed. Have a good day. Thank you very much indeed. Bye-bye. Matthew Schofield. Actually, I bump into him quite a lot in the building, intentionally. I sort of push him as I'm going past. <laughs> don't want him to win one of my porridges. Uh, Maureen went on a coach trip around the Olympic site. She said it was free. Coach picks us up at Stratford Station, commentator on board, and around the site we went. If you have a spare hour, give it a go. Sounds quite nice, doesn't it? Yeah. I fancy that idea. What have you got for me this morning, Paul? Well, I've just worked out. That, uh... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> How, how much does a Mars bar weigh? Do we know? I've no idea. Uh, Is this significant to the cost? It, it, well, no. A hundred <coughs> grams of Mars bar. Yeah. Apparently. hundred grams of, of Mars bar. You're working out how much this thing should be worth? Yeah, it's 280.6. So 2.6 mar- what? Calories. Oh, right. Ca- oh, right. Oh, I see. Calories. So if, um, if they are a hundred grams each... Yeah. That means you've got 11,224 calories in your in the back of your car. Yeah. No, in the cupboard here. In the cupboard here, yes. which, is, which is about five days' worth of calories. Is it? Yes. Just when I don't For eat Mars bars. I'm not a Mars bar eater. Michael Trabolsi to eat all the Mars bars? a week. Bars. Oh, dear. He gets through chocolate. But unfortunately, he's now gone on a health kick, and he's only doing bananas. Don't you just hate healthy people? Ruined my life. I'm now stuck with the people now think I'm running some dodgy business. You are. Well, I am a little bit, yes. But I am, I'm, I'm actually quite, uh, quite good with sort of giving things away. He, apparently he ate eight Whisper Bars once. Eight? Eight. He has an addiction to chocolate. And I yet, thought... strangely enough, he's not fat. I, no, he's not at all. No. I thought I liked chocolate. No. Blimey. Eight. He, he comes in, the first thing he does is delve into his little bag and produce a chocolate. It's like a magician doing a magic trick for you. You go, oh, look, it's another chocolate bar. So his eyes lit up when I said the Mars bars, and then he ate the last one, and I said, listen, uh, do you want some more Mars bars? Thinking I'll, I'm going to shift these. And he went, uh, no, I'm eating bananas now. I'm, I'm going to shift these. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> you say half the daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> Del boy. Uh, Steve, you could also rent from Granada a VCR and a video, but you had to pay a fee to join the video club. Oh, right. I don't remember that. Stephen Bridlington says, try warm milk with whiskey in it. I'm told that whiskey, uh, sorry, that milk is not very good for your throat. No, because, because it, clicks. it produces mucus. That's right. They always say, the thing you should never do is, is drink tea if you're a broadcaster. Unless it's black tea. Unless it's black tea, you should always drink water. And unfortunately, being a broadcaster for 35 years, I've never followed any of the advice that people tell you. Hence having the bad throat at the moment. The actress from Russia with Love says, Tom, is Lottie Lenya. Oh, Lottie Lenya. Lottie Lenya. As in Kurt Vile. Oh, is it? She was Kurt Vile's star, Lottie <coughs> Lenya. Yeah. Now you know. Now you know. Ursula sent me another recipe with, uh, with uh, figs and everything, which sounds quite nice, actually. I'm, I'm very good. And Margaret says, many years ago when we lived in Kennington, we had British Relay Television. It was a cable system of sorts in the area due to the nearby gas holders. The TV reception would have been very poor. Probably would have been, actually. We used to, sometimes people would stand there, especially if you rented a place and you had to move the aerial around on the top of the television. Oh, that's right. Do you remember those yeah, stupid... Yeah, you stand in the corner holding yeah. it for half an hour. And yeah. in the end, you'd hold it out the window and you'd go, no, that's it, that's it. you go, well, I can't stand here all day. But I did. <laughs> Paul says, morning, Stephen Paul. Morning. The whole Granada region is now digital 
Only since last November, as is HTV Wales. It's lovely. Look, see you, lovely. Yeah. Uh, think London is the last to go. <laughs> as per always. I did get your email about Bob Holness. I'm, I'm checking that one out, actually, at the moment. Checking it out. I will watch the Michael Winner programme. Uh, and Jane said, you haven't started smoking, have you? I wouldn't smoke again if you gave me a million pounds with a packet of cigarettes. It just wouldn't, uh, wouldn't do it now. Occasionally I think to myself, oh, that'd be quite nice. And I think, no. Well, why would you want something that's going to make you uh, ill? Actually, I was just running through the Club for Acts and Artists, the CAA, yes. in Bedford Street, and going through some of their things. They've got a cockney knees up with bangers and mash and spotted dick and custard. Oh, I quite fancy bangers and mash and gravy and spotted dick and custard. They've got a tea dance, and they've got their, uh, their big uh, CAA annual ball, which is coming up in Bloomsbury this coming Sunday, so oh, I wish lovely. them all well for that. And I'm sure that... Um, that Pammy Cundell will be the life and soul together with Val Petz and Daphne and loads of other people up there, you know, and Kenny and all the people I've known over the, uh, the years. Uh, what we'll do, we take a very quick break for the uh, news headlines, and then we'll, we'll run through some more stories from the papers. There's a few more stories in there. It isn't just Ashley and Cheryl. and uh, It isn't just the... Although the papers, papers are now speculating on the secret life of the James Bulger killer, John Venables, out on licence broke the terms of his licence, back in prison. Uh, Programmes have done it to death. Nobody knows, because we don't know, but they do say in the mirror today he takes cocaine and ecstasy. And he's not going to live very long then, is he, really? And Lady Gaga is not happy. She's lonely Gaga. Oh. As indeed you would be wearing outfits like that. Where the dickens can you go wearing those sort of outfits? I mean, the one she wore on television the other day, it's, uh, it's, it's very funny, but it's just not... Uh, but it's old-fashioned showbiz, It is old-fashioned showbiz, it's actually. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And will they get back together? This is Ashley and Cheryl. To be honest with you, I sincerely hope not. The man's a complete idiot. And if he's managed to convince her, then uh, he's obviously a bit cleverer than we thought. But all the uh, advice from everybody is, don't go anywhere near him. And did you know mobility scooters could be doing their drivers more harm than good. Why is that? Because they say here, a study of 102 users, one in five, were found to have developed diabetes after, de- after acquiring a scooter. A what fifth also required higher doses of blood pressure pills, whilst half of those on cholesterol-lowering statins needed to up their intake. Have you ever heard of that? I'm doing a break. I'm, doing, I'm explaining about statins. <laughs> News headlines, Matthew Schofield. A group of MPs has accused the MOD of... Point three. Morning, every ten to seven is the time. Richard says Bentley Continental GT somehow seems more affordable than I thought. He said I may treat myself to one as a Christmas present. Yes. Nice well, we've Christmas just present. Dis- been discussing it's the cost of running them more yes. than the... Yes. It isn't, it isn't so much buying one. luxury cars, it's the cost... Of, so if you buy a Ferrari, it's going to spend more time in the garage. Yeah. You've only got to look at poor JK whose cars spent most of the time parked up by the side of the road because they kept breaking down. And that's what you've got to prepare yourself for. So to buy them relatively inexpensive, especially in the, in the Bentley and Rolls market, it's the cost of running the things. That's why it makes me laugh when they go, and you can come to a tyre place and get four tyres for £60, I think. If only! Four tyres for 60 yes. quid, lovely. So put mini tyres on a Bentley. How cool would that be? Yeah, I've never managed to... Uh... Take advantage of that kind of no. offer either. Um, um, years and years ago I did. I remember the time you could lift the car up and you could change the tyre yourself. I haven't done that for ages, I'm no. afraid. <laughs> They're doing a feature on the front of the Metro this morning about vitamin and health supplements, which people buy, stick in the bathroom, and then a year later you're still taking these pills. They say they've gone off within a week. Within a week? Within a week. 
They're saying that they're ruined by high humidity and degrade within days, even if they're stored in pots with the lids on tight. Complete loss of ingredients, say uh, Dr Lisa Mauer, who's a researcher. It's worth about 600 million a year, the supplement. So you're going out, you're going and you go, well, buy that, that, that and that. Stick them in the bathroom, because where else do you put them? The humidity ruins the tablet. Totally ineffective. Totally ineffective. I've said before to people buying aftershaves, people go, I'll put them in the window. And you get, no, sunlight ruins aftershaves and perfumes and they go off. You keep them in a dark cupboard. <laughs> You'll all be checking your aftershave now. <laughs> Sitting next to somebody on the bus and people are going, your aftershave's died. off. Exactly, yes. your aftershave's <laughs> died. It's not very good at all, I'm afraid. <laughs> so they're talking in the paper today about um, Haig former Conservative leader William Hague, forced into a, a corner over the Lord Ashcroft tax scandal. But the, these vitamins, I think that's quite an interesting story. Quite an interesting yes, story. because interesting story. I've, been, I've kept stuff for years. So have I. Still taking it. Shan't, <laughs> <coughs> shan't be any more, I'm afraid. I shall be throwing it out. Paul. Steve, German police detained a nightclub reveller they thought they caught trying to snort amphetamines off the top of their unmarked patrol car. The 26-year-old began lining up the powdered drugs on the roof of the disc of the car in a disco car park when the two police officers surprised him, a Nuremberg police spokesman said Tuesday. The man had no idea the normal-looking vehicle belonged to the police and it was a coincidence that the officers, who were walking by their parked car, discovered him just as he was about to take the drugs. He's got much luck, said the policeman. <laughs> Poor soul. Poor soul. Oh, the bad news is Danielle Lloyd. You remember nasty little Danielle Lloyd, don't you, from Big Brother? Mm -hmm. Nasty little person. She's pregnant. Uh, not married, of course, so uh, perhaps we'll look forward to the wedding soon. It'll be nice. It's always nice to see these brides staggering down the aisles, pushing a pram. She's engaged to, apparently she's engaged to a Tottenham midfielder, somebody called Jamie O'Hara. Ever heard of him? Mm. No, me neither. Sorry about, oh, Johnny's heard of him. Oh, right, oh, well, that's OK. Who's then. the father, then? Yes, exactly. Well, it's Danielle Lloyd, and she, she's telling everybody she's really pleased. I know. So, so good, isn't it? It's an absolute classic line, love, nowadays. Why don't you just get yourself pregnant? It's a good way of making some money, I suppose. And guess who has signed up McDonald's? A most unlikely yes, pairing... I have the story in front You've of me, it, so I you? know. Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers have signed up McDonald's. The slimming logo will go on chicken nuggets, filet fish and a sweet chilli seared chicken wrap all served with salads. Excuse me, deep-fried food with Weight Watchers. Am I, am I reading this correctly? It doesn't hang true, does it? It doesn't. It's been rolled out in New Zealand. Uh, Tom Fry, Tam Fry, Britain's National Obesity Forum, says, I can't believe it. Weight Watchers may have sold themselves to the devil. Well, in the story I've got here, and this may well be the key to it, mm. it says, Criticism from health campaigners about Britain's growing obesity problem has made the chain introduce changes to its happy meals for children. Three years ago, it paid £200,000 to put the National Heart Foundation of Australia's red tick on seven meals, which means the organisation recommends them. That's the thing in Australia. And the key is £200,000, I think. Do you remember that other thing that was exposed when, when That's Life were doing um, their, their sort of good programmes about how to explain something? And they used to have something, and it was on the bottle, I can't remember what it was on a bottle of, but it had approved by the British Dental Association. Mm. 
And he went round there and discovered that the British Dental Association was just an association of people, and you paid them money, and they went, yes, you can use our logo. Yes, it was, so- it was squash or soft drink or something It was a soft something drink, like like something that. like Ribena or something peculiar. Yes. And it had approved by the British Dental Association. I thought, well, who are they? <laughs> And you yeah. think, well, they're just a body who will rent you their, their logo. Well, maybe we should have an association <coughs> and rent out things. Oh, well, I think we could do quite well. Approved by Steve Allen. Yes. I think, it, I think it's something, actually, which have far more meaning than some of the other rubbish you mean. I mean, I didn't realise until years ago, until we did a whole programme on it, that when I saw, saw the word light written on, uh, say, la, ma, margarine or butter, whatever it happened yeah. to be, I thought it meant light, you could eat it because it wouldn't have many calories. No, it meant light colour. Light colour. Really? Yes, absolutely. It was the biggest scandal going. And people going, but I thought light meant you could eat that because it didn't have any calories. No, load of baloney. Well, I thought it meant it had less calories than the no. original version of Means that product. And they, then they started spelling light, L-I-T-E, L-I-G-H-T. No, it meant light in colour. It was absolute garbage. Well. It really was. I didn't realise that a lot of the meat you can buy in supermarkets can be legally up to two years old because it's been deep, deep frozen. Mm. And then they just... That's why they say, do not refreeze on some items. They say, of course, vegetarians everywhere be going... Because they're like that, aren't they, vegetarians? They are. Would you like to come round to my place? I'll cook you a vegetarian meal. I don't want it! I can do interesting things with butternut squash. I'll steam you a nut. I'll steam you a nut. (laughs) (coughs) I'm a little bit angry that there is one story, and I can't find it in the paper today, and it's about um, a man (coughs) who was staging accidents and claiming money from insurance companies... Uh, he netted about 46 grand out of it. Another one of these crooks. Goes to court up in Bolton or wherever it is, and they fine him a pound because he's got no assets. I thought, you know, you can fool some courts all of the time. It's unbelievable. It annoys me. Paul, it's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. You So next week we'll have photographs taken on Thursday, and then they'll go up on the LBC uh, internet site week after, and we'll have a whole week of the Steve Allen programme with all the guests and what goes on in the studio. Can't wait to be I on know. the internet site. Can't wait to be on the internet site. We'll look forward <laughs> to uh, seeing you next week. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Paul Savory. Uh, I'm back tomorrow morning. Check out the blog, check out the podcast, check out Nick Ferrari after the news at seven, check out now this morning's business update with Matthew Schofield. Thanks, Steve. Interest rates are expected to remain unchanged.